How does one frame a masterpiece? If it's a painting, some wood and gold leaf will do. But what about a masterpiece of the edible variety? Like Boar's Head Oven Gold Turkey. Crafted from a family recipe, seasoned with savory spices and then slow roasted until it's fork tender and brimming with flavor. So, what could frame such a masterpiece? Perhaps a little bread would do. Boar's Head. Compromise elsewhere. Good afternoon, America. Welcome to the Inside Scoop. I am your host, Mark Levine, giving you the Inside Scoop from Washington, from the Center for American Progress, live here. I will be here with you today and tomorrow, so plenty of time for you to call in. Did you hear President Obama just, I think yesterday, talking about the company Staples, company that uh, you and I probably regularly shop in? Or perhaps I should say where I used to shop. Well, if you want to know why, let's listen to President Obama. Uh, we reported yesterday that the, the office supply store Staples is in the entrance of the issue you've heard about before is telling its workers that it'll fire them if they work more than 25 hours a week. A manager had told a worker we talked to that Obama is responsible for this policy. And this is, they're putting these notices up on the wall of their break room saying that. Yeah. And I wonder what you'd say to the CEO of Staples, well, and Ronald I'm Sargent, about that policy. What I would say is that millions of people are benefiting from uh, the Affordable Care Act. Satisfaction is high. The uh, typical premium uh, is, is less than 100 bucks. I'm, no, I'm, 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 I'm going to answer the question. Uh, and that there is no reason for an employer who is not currently providing health care to their workers to discourage them from uh, either getting health insurance on the job or being able to avail themselves of uh, the Affordable Care Act. I, I haven't looked at Staples stock lately or what the compensation of the CEO is, uh, but I suspect that they could well afford to treat their workers uh, favorably and give them some basic financial security. And if they can't, then they should be willing to allow those workers to get the Affordable Care Act without cutting wages. This is the same argument that I've made with respect to something like paid sick leave. If 43 million Americans who, if, if they get sick or their child gets sick, are, are looking at either losing their paycheck or going to the job sick or leaving their child at home sick, and it's one thing when you've got a mom and pop store who can't afford to provide health, uh, paid sick leave or health insurance or a minimum wage to workers, even though a large percentage of those small businesses do it because they know it's the right thing to do. But when I hear large corporations that make billions of dollars in profits trying to blame uh, our interest in providing health insurance as an excuse for cutting back uh, workers' wages, uh, shame on them. Shame on Staples. So let's back up a bit. One of the things I, I want to do is explain how we got here exactly what Staples is doing and why I sincerely believe that you and I should no longer shop there. Let's start at the beginning. The vast majority of developed slash civilized countries on earth provide health care to every one of their citizens. I'm talking about England, France, Germany, the Netherlands, uh, North, uh, North, <laughs> not North Korea, <laughs> South, South Korea, um, uh, d Taiwan, Japan, Australia, um, the Czech Republic, 
Um, it's, and even Costa Rica, in fact, provides provides it to its citizens. So all of them provide it through the government. You you pay a tax, and if you get sick in Italy, and you need you need an emergency appendicitis because your appendix bursts. By the way, you can be American if you're vacationing in in Florence and you have a a medical emergency. You go in, you're treated by terrific doctors, and when you come out, and I've heard Americans that have done this, and they go up to the window and they say, "Oh wow, how much do I owe you?" The Italian or English person or French person or Israeli or uh, Australian or Japanese person at the desk stares at you quizzically and then says, have a nice day. And you say, but what do I owe you? And they smile and say, your thank you is enough. And you walk out. That's national health care. That's what exists in 40-odd countries, you know, pretty much any of the countries we think of as developed or civilized. And what's interesting is, in virtually every one of these countries, they live longer than we do. Yes, the life expectancy of France, where they drink all that wine and (laughs) eat all those fatty foods, is longer than American life expectancy. The life expectancy in Israel, where they suffer war and, and threats, well, they live longer than Americans too, on average. So do the Japanese, the English, and even our good friends, the Canadians to the north, who really aren't that different from Americans. You could say, well, there's less gun violence in in Great Britain. That's true. But Canada's got plenty of guns. And yet Canadians live significantly longer than Americans. And I don't think they eat that differently from how we do either. So national health care obviously works. It's worked everywhere it's been tried. And not only do those people live longer, but it may surprise you to know that they pay Half, generally, on average, of what we pay. Indeed, we pay more for our health care than any nation on earth by a long shot. It's not even close. So we pay more, we get less health care, we live less long. That's where we are. Now, beginning in World War II, some companies who actually had wage and price controls at the time wanted to pay their workers more. It was very hard to get uh, employees. We had a lot of people drafted fighting World War II. Uh, in fact, a lot of women went into the factories in those days. And companies needed employees, and they they had wage and price controls, so they offered them health care. That was a way to increase the benefits per worker, uh, and um, you could do so legally. And that's actually how employee mandated employer health care, not mandated, but voluntary health care for employees began. Kind of by accident, really. Then, of course, Harry Truman in the 1950s said, well, uh, World War II is over. We should have a national health care plan for everyone. And unfortunately, he failed. Had he succeeded in the 1950s in transforming employer health care to national health care the way they did in Great Britain and Australia and Canada and Europe and every civilized country on Earth, then we wouldn't be having an issue today. Everyone would be covered. We'd have the best health care in the world. We'd pay much lower prices. People would live longer. No one would die for lack of health care in America. It would be amazing. Okay, we don't have that. We have employer care. And some three-quarters of American workers get their health care via their employer. Uh, if you include government workers and so forth, uh, then then 
it goes up even higher. And then when you include the people that are brought in by Obamacare, we've gone from having one-sixth of the nation uninsured, uh, some 50 million people, to down to about 15 million uninsured. It's been a success. But what the Affordable Care Act did, what President Obama's plan did, was it didn't undo the employer mandate. Uh, the employer, I shouldn't say mandate, the employer um, health care requirement. Hillary Clinton, you may remember, after Harry Truman, tried again to have government-provided health care, uh, and it also did not succeed. So President Obama said, you know what, I can't fight the way it is. We will simply require everyone to be covered. It, generally, your employer will cover you if you're self-employed, then, then you have to enter the market yourself. And if children or, or young adults under 26 will be covered by their parents, uh, people over 65 will be covered by Medicare. The goal was to cover Everybody, but for those between 26 and 65, the vast majority of them would be covered by their employers. Well, most, or I should say many, I think most, I think it's fair to say most employers, certainly most large employers, already covered their employees' health care. But in order to be fair to all these companies, uh, President Obama said if you have a full-time worker, you have to pay their health care, but if you have a part-time or temporary worker, you don't. And the question came, how do we determine what is a full-time worker and what is a part-time worker? Well, President Obama very smartly uh, set the limit at 30 hours, not 40 hours. You can imagine why it would be a bad idea to say that employers have to cover their employees at 40 hours uh, and not at 39 and a half. I, I quite imagine that uh, if you worked a 40-hour week, which... The majority of Americans do. That's the generally normal average work week for full-time work. That many, many employers would say, all right, you're going to work 39 hours and 59 minutes. You get a minute off on Friday. You get to leave at 4.59 p.m. And that means we don't have to pay for your health care. Uh, some employers might have played that game and would have enjoyed that, but most employees would not have. And indeed, the Republicans to this day are trying to increase the requirement from 30 hours to 40 hours precisely because they don't want Americans to be covered by their employers. They don't want Americans to get health care at all. Republicans believe if you can't afford health care in America, you need to just die. You need to just bleed in the street. And really don't bleed in the street because, you know, that, that gets in the way of uh, cars and all. Maybe just sort of put yourself in a trash can, and that way they can haul you out with your corpse. Republicans do not believe that if you're too poor to afford health care in the richest country on earth, you should be able to survive. Oh, some of them will tell you they support emergency care. But we all know that uh, getting, say, heart medication for 100 bucks a month uh, is a lot better for you than, say, having quadruple bypass open heart surgery for $100,000 when you have a heart attack. It's also much easier to take a pill than have a big knife cut into your chest, uh, which takes a long time to heal. Uh, so the, the, the president's plan is cheaper. People live longer, people are treated better, and it's cheaper to taxpayers. You don't have to pay all those emergency health care bills. I guess it's so good that you know Republicans really don't, don't support it. <laughs> it's very hard, frankly, to come up with an argument against it. The best argument I've heard, though, against the Affordable Care Act, against Obamacare, is that national health care is better. It's even more cheap. Everyone is covered, not just 90%, and people live longer. 
Well, that's the best argument. That, then, but that's an argument from the left, not from the right. I guarantee you the Republicans don't support uh, national health care. So the, re- the reason why President Obama set 30 hours is because it's very hard for a lot of employers to cut their employees from 40 hours to 29 and a half for essential full-time employees. And so the vast majority of employers simply give their employees health care. Again, until we get national health care. So fast forward to Staples. Staples, in a new memo sent out, is now requiring its employees, its part-time employees, which are half of its employees now, or maybe 40% of its employees, if they're a substantial part of their employees, to work no more than 25 hours. If you work... Yeah, if you clock in because they need you that day at more than 25 hours at Staples, you will be fired. Idiot. And uh, if you don't believe me, there's a I've actually tweeted this out on BuzzFeed. You can read the memo for yourself. Attention Staples Associates. In fact, after the break, I'll read from that memo to you. Welcome back to the show. This is Mark Levine. Have you heard about Staples? And how they're mistreating their employees. Now, we talked about the fact that employers that chart, that have employees under 25 hours don't have to provide them health care under the Affordable Care Act. And the reason is, I guess, if you hire somebody for an hour or two or something that truly is part-time, the idea is you shouldn't have to pay for their full health care. And 30 hours was set as a reasonable limit, and we talked about why. Well... Uh, Staples, and this, by the way, you can find this in BuzzFeed. In fact, if you go to, to my Twitter account, at Mark Living Talk, you can read the statement from Staples. This is a particular Staples store. And it says, Recent changes have necessitated a strong stance on part-time associates going beyond 25 hours work per week. Recent changes. I wonder what that is. Due to these changes, no part-time associates are scheduled beyond 25 hours. Then it goes on to say that some associates have dared to work more than 25 hours, uh, that uh, they should review their time uh, time uh, clock you know, and make sure. Exceeding 25 hours the first time will result in documentation for the associate. It will result the first time in a note to the file. Following issues will result in written documentation up to and including termination. Exceeding 25 hours will also result in an immediate cut to your hours in order to preserve the integrity of 25-hour or less part-time shifts. If the manager needs you more, well, you just have to work out basically how to shave off the other time. They write in all bold, please take this seriously. Understand that having associates over 25 hours will result in documentation on me, says the manager. Therefore, I must hold every associate 100% accountable this is not easy, but it is necessary as associate overspending caused a $4 million penalty last year. I know that reduced hours is painful and affects each of you personally. Please feel free at any time to speak with me about it and let me know how I can help. I appreciate and value you. Isn't that nice? The $4 million penalty, by the way, is because Staples won't pay for their employees' health care. If Staples would simply give their employees health care, they would have no penalty at all. And the question is, well, what if Staples doesn't want to give their employees health care? Here's the problem. Every other large company's doing it. They're doing it. Actually, they did it before the Affordable Care Act. They're doing it even more now because it's mandated by it. It's not fair for Staples to make profits that other companies can't make. And if Staples is allowed, by the way, to do this, 
And then companies all across America will shortchange their workers, and soon they won't have health care. If we do not boycott Staples, then in effect, we are saying, all right, screw your employees. We're going to go in. We're going to shop there anyway. We won't care. And at the end of the day, it'll be a race to the bottom. Now, President Obama didn't know how much the Staples CEO made. I looked it up. It was only $10.8 million a year. You'd think for $11 million a year or so, you'd think that, uh, I don't know, maybe his employees could get health care since every other major company does it. Interestingly, Staples is looking to buy out another office supply store, and I would wonder about the monopoly considerations. But I'll tell you this. Get your office supplies elsewhere. If we make a stink, if we let Staples know that we're not going to shop there, companies have turned around their policies. Many of them uh, who have been, whether it's anti-gay or unfair to their workers, whatever it is, if enough people boycott, the company changes their mind. So I'm asking all of you who are listening to my voice right now, I will pledge not to walk in a Staples store. I urge you to do the same. Put out the tweet, hashtag boycott Staples. Let's spread the word. Let's get them to change this unfair policy. A bunch of you are on the line, and I promise I'll get to each and every one of your calls right after this break. And those of you that want to call in at 888-653-7543, stick around. And if you disagree with me, that's fine. Let me know why. But for my part, I'm not shopping at Staples anymore. This is Mark Levine. Right back after this. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show, 888-6-LESLIE. Welcome back to the show. This is Mark Levine saying that I'm going to boycott Staples, and I want you to as well. I should. I, by the way, the lines are, are full, which I think is great. I'm going to get to every one of those calls, 888-653-7543. I promise, just one last statement before I do. If we didn't have employer-provided health care, this would not be an issue. That's true. I support national health care. In fact, the whole, all the people that are complaining about Hobby Lobby and saying, well, you know, uh, they shouldn't have to give a certain kinds of health care like contraception to their employees. Well, you know what? If the government provided it, we wouldn't have to worry about the religious views of employers impinging on their employees. So I recognize that national health care is the solution. But one thing I should let you know is that Staples is an outlier. The vast majority of companies are following the Affordable Care Act. The Republican predictions that that companies all across America would cut their workers to 29 and a half hours hasn't happened. Staples happens to be an exception, not the rule, which is why we need to punish Staples. Because otherwise, other, employ, other employers will follow Staples' lead. If Staples is not punished, is not boycotted, does not lose value because of this, then other companies are likely to follow suit. And one last thing, Staples said to President Obama, hey, you know, we've had this policy for 10 years. Well, that may be true to some extent, but the policy is being enforced now. It's very clear from that memo. It's very clear from the employee who wrote the uh, petition at change.org, which I encourage everyone to sign. I've signed it. It's very clear that this is something that is a newish policy, brand new in some stores, but 
it's being enforced strongly now, and and the only reason is because Staples doesn't want to pay for their employees' health care. All right, agree or disagree? I want to hear from you. Let's start with Mike in Madison, line three. Hey, Mike. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I can take an oath for that, and I, I'll tell you why. Um, I work in home health care in Wisconsin, and uh, we all know uh, that Walker did not take the federal expansion money. And it's going to cost us hundreds of millions of taxpayer, state taxpayer dollars while he saved us nothing by sending that federal money to another state to be used. That's exactly um, but right. What's happening, yeah, what's happening right now is that uh, he wants to privatize the industry I'm in while I'm paid by two different nonprofit organizations to make it uh, a quality of life for people who want to live in their home and enough, close enough to a living wage that uh, the, the work is more rewarding, and that's why we do it. Uh, but it, it's also gotten to the point where I think the insurance companies, because they are focused on profit, they're not only hurting people who can't afford health care, they're going after people who are on medical assistance and Medicare by trying to cancel medication and, and prescriptions they've been on for years and replace it with morphine. Yeah, yeah, which is they're basically killing their patients because it's cheaper. Uh, which, well, that's uh, what you give people when they died in the Civil War. I, I, well, yeah. You know. I mean, listen, you know, if someone is terminally ill and dying and in lots of pain and is going to die in a week, okay, that's different. But uh, basically killing off people because they're too expensive to treat when every other civilized nation treats them it just tells you something about their ethics. Thanks for your call, Mike, and thanks for what you do. Yeah. Let me tell you, I know that job is not easy. Taking care of very sick people, you, it requires a tremendous amount of patience, and I really value what you do, and thank you for doing what you do, and thanks for calling in. Uh, let's go to David in San Francisco, line four. Hey, uh, David. Yeah, hi, Mark. I, um, you going to boycott Staples with me? Oh, absolutely. Good. I would do it anyway just because uh, of the government contract they've got with the post office. I don't know if you're keeping up on this. I'm not. Tell me about that. Well, Bush uh, was trying to privatize the post office. And I remember. I he's induced Obama to continue in it. And so now you can go to uh, staple stores all across the nation and do your postal work. But what they've done is they've taken away the pensions. The staples workers are uh, are not you know, your your postal worker actually has to be screened for a number of different things, security not least of which. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you're going to get a you know your check in the mail, and all of a sudden the postal worker is stealing uh, mail and and cashing your check, that's a problem. That's it's a also problem. it's a union job, so they've got health care, they've got pensions, they they're treated fine, and uh, that's important. Right. So for for uh, that that only got started a number of months ago, maybe about six months ago, and now Staples is coming up with a system so that not only are these people uh, not protected. Uh, not only is the taxpayer not protected in the U.S. mail, but that the uh, the people are going to be so underpaid that they're going to have an inducement to steal. What, what, what does Staples do? Uh, I mean, I, I, lots of people sell stamps, so I know it's not just that. They they actually take packages for mailing? I don't want to get into the whole thing, but uh, I, in fact, I could get you a friend to call because he, he's a postal worker. And he knows Fair enough. I'll tell you what you can do. If you'll go to my Facebook page, Mark Levine, M-A-R-K-L-E-V-I-N-E, uh, my, my Twitter account is at Mark Levine Talk. In fact, uh, my Facebook page is Facebook.com. 
com slash Mark Living Talk. If you'll post it there so that everyone can can follow this, because I was not aware of this aspect of the story, oh, and yeah, I'd really right. appreciate your your sharing that with with the listeners yeah, if you don't well, mind. There was another angle I was going to also go, and that's the original Hippocratic oath. I think it was about twenty four hundred years ago. Uh, Hippocrates lived, and he mm-hmm. he basically came up with an oath that doctors should swear to, and most people know first do no first harm. do no harm. That, right. That's but right. There were a number of other things, and and in the very first Hippocratic oath, the original, it says that a doctor cannot turn away a patient for lack of money, that they have to treat you first and deal with money later. Treat first, money later. And so for these uh, HMOs to be developed, and they they put a bureaucrat in the way so that the bureaucrat turns you away. Exactly. The doctor does not. That way the doctor away. has clean hands. Oh, I'm sorry, my insurance company told me I couldn't treat you. Right. So now it's the company that's in the way of the HMO, exactly. which is in the way of the doctor. So this is getting into a triple whammy, and it, it totally violates the Hippocratic Oath. Whereas if you're in Europe and you get sick, a doctor treats you and you say thank you. And the only time you might pay them is maybe to give them some cookies as a, as a thank you. Well, right. And, and it's actually interesting. If you've ever read the book uh, The Brethren, this is a book that came out back in the I remember 70s. about the Supreme Court. Yeah, exactly. And, and if you look in the section about how the abortion ruling, Roe v. Wade, was passed, you know, they, they were very split on the very arguments of where was, uh, you know, the point of conception and where's life begin and all this sort of thing. But the decision that, the, the, the argument that finally made a decision for them was whether or not an abortion could be practiced by a doctor uh, under a doctor's orders. So it was almost a restraint of trade for a bureaucrat to get in the way of a doctor uh, uh, for uh, prescribing a medical procedure. Yeah, and, and sometimes, by the way, abortions are medically necessary to Absolutely. save the, to save so the life of the mother. Absolutely. You look, at, you look at, the, at, at whether it's the various laws that are being uh, enacted around the nation that are tightening this. They're practicing medicine without a license. It's true. So the, the legislatures are, and now companies are practicing medicine without a license. Thanks for your call, David. Sure. I, I appreciate it very much. Uh, let's go to Mark in Madison, Wisconsin, line one. Mark, you going to boycott Staples with me? Yes, Mr. Levine, I'm here. Okay, um, are you going to boycott Staples with me? You call me Mark, yeah, by the way. I don't shop at Staples anyway. But okay. My, my point to this is, I don't know if you are aware or your listeners are aware, but Staples does own Office Depot and Office Max. Well, they're, well. Try, they're trying to merge with Office Depot and Office Max. There's a question actually about whether or not that will be allowed under antitrust laws. Uh, so I it, it's understand that because if they do wind up merging, then they're going to be a sole uh, monopoly for for them. office supplies. So, and it's fascinating to me that they're basically poking their nose at the Bush at the at the Obama administration for Affordable Care Act at the same time when they want permission to a, you know get around antitrust regulations and, and become and one company and become a monopoly. Yes, but, but the whole thing is even if we boycott. Staples, they already have one of those at least, and then, and and I'm almost positive they have the both Office Max and Office Depot. But if we boycott Staples and we don't boycott the other companies that they're associated with or have an ownership in, we're not going to hurt the corporation as a whole and cause what we need done done. And what we'll have to do is actually 
find out exactly what ones they own, and then we can boycott all of them, which will actually make an impact or should make an impact. Yeah, I, I wonder whether uh, Office Max and Office Depot, whether they also mistreat their employees by not providing them health care or whether they do. Because one of the things, if and I have no idea, maybe someone could call in and let me know if they work for Office Max or Office Depot, if they if they give their workers uh, health care or if they're you know very careful about keeping their their hours down. Because if they do, one of the things that President Obama could say is, "All right, you want to merge with Office Depot? Fine, but you have to take their policies." Uh, properly treating their workers, and maybe there could actually be be a compromise there. Uh, yeah, I, my understanding, by the way, just I'm just looking it up. Office Depot has a, bought out Office Max, their one, and then they agreed to be acquired by Staples just a couple weeks ago, but it, the deal hasn't gone through yet. So they're they're ah. still separate companies. They are working on the deal. But uh, it hasn't gone through yet, so maybe someone can find out for me whether Office Depot treats its employees fairly. If not, you know, Costco has has office supplies. There are lots of places that have office supplies. Um, you know, go, go to places that treat their workers well. Right, right, yeah. But Thanks like for your call, said, Mark. You know, we need to keep on top of it and make sure. Absolutely. Thanks for your call. I appreciate it. All right, let's go to Mark in uh, – excuse me, Dean, Dean in Buffalo. Hey, he's a regular caller. Line five. Hey, Dean, how are you? Uh, not too bad. Just a little cold in Buffalo. Okay. Life's kind of freezing. Well, it usually um, it usually is cold in Buffalo, it seems, and particularly in yeah, February. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, anyway, are you going to boycott uh, Staples with me? I'm going to uh, I'm going to cut off the food chain for the beast. Okay. Yeah. You will you will join me in boycotting Staples. No, how see, how, how um, will you, how will you explain to your friend who you says, I'm going to go to Staples and get some of the office supplies. How do you explain to your friend why they should boycott Staples? Well, you know, first of all, Staples is a stupid um, uh, company because they're actually, and I hope a CEO or somebody is listening to this, um, they're actually costing themselves more in the long run because um, if you give your employees um, health care, you're not gonna miss a, a whole lot of a whole lot of work. That's true. You're not gonna you're not gonna have so they won't have as many sick days. Yeah. Um, and they'll also have um, the stuff that Staples likes, you know, there's um, stuff with dead presidents on it to um, spend more of and put the money into the economy which will actually make them richer because they'll have more people um, with more cash to spend there. So, so here, here's the heart of it. If we make – the reason why Staples has this plan for its healthcare workers, it's not because Staples is, you know, the, wants to do uh, uh, death, death experiments. It's not that they actually want to mistreat their employees. They're doing it because they may have – in other words, they're not sadists, but they are willing to have their employees suffer if it helps their bottom line. It's that simple. They care more about money than they do about their employees. And again, more so than other employers, because every employee employer, you know, tries to keep wages down to some extent. But the difference is is every other big box store you go to is paying their employees health care. Staples is not. So at the end of the day, if we as consumers punish staples by not shopping there and the boycott gains traction, staples will make more money 
by paying their employees health care because their business falls off so much. We can actually cause this to happen. And so that's why I encourage uh, it's great that all of you agree with me. Tell your friends, tell your friends, friends, post on Facebook, retweet what I tweeted at Mark Living Talk. Let everyone know to boycott Staples and we can change this policy. Welcome back to the show. This is Mark Levine. I urge everyone to boycott Staples. If you want to know some companies, by the way, that do provide uh, health insurance, even for part-time employees, I'll just name a few that I encourage you to shop at or go to. Starbucks, Land's End, Home Depot, Trader Joe's, U-Haul, Lowe's, UPS, and one of my favorites, Costco. Shop there rather than Staples. Sal from Oregon, line three. How are you, Sal? Yes. I wanted to have a comment uh, related to the last caller there on what maybe more on this Staples issue. Yeah. Um, the post office, as you probably are aware, but maybe some people aren't, is being re- required by the Bush Congress mandate to prepay right to prepay pensions on their employees 75 years into the future on right. folks that aren't even born yet that's true and um they're being required to do this in a 10-year window and they were in the black prior to this that's all and true. ever since then paying nearly six billion dollars a year in payments there in the red and it's all a thinly veiled um De- desire on the part of the Republicans to make them look so bad that they're that's true. Prime for- so you're you're absolutely right, and I've done whole shows about the post office, and you're right. It's a it's a it's, it works very well. They make money, and uh, Congress, the Republicans, are forced to lose money. It's it's a little off topic though from Staples, so I, I need to move on. Talk about a new service, but I do want to thank you very much for your call, and you're absolutely right about the post office. I appreciate it. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy? You're tired, and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love. How to show up with Coca-Cola Energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love.